Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Stevie Fears, and my fantasy season, uh, unfortunately the knife has been drawn across my throat, uh, a series of laid outs, injuries, I had a good captain choice, but uh, things didn't go my way. And it kind of feels like, a, I don't know, it's a sad, sad thing. It's, you know, so we put so much time and effort into it. And when it finally comes to a close, uh, it, it you kind of don't know how to feel. I feel like I played well, um, but obviously there's a bit of, a bit of grievance there. Which is much like talking to the man I'm about to introduce, Stato. How are you? Yes, I, I need to find a bit of spirit. Life is fantastic. I'm just on the tail end of holidays. Uh, another um, about 36 hours of Darwin Cup tomorrow. So everyone's on the piss at the uh, the race club tomorrow. Um, but I will say, ever since the buys, my sort of fantasy life has not been enjoyable whatsoever to the point where... Uh, I must admit, I've started to watch quite a few movies about halfway through the first quarter and a few games. <laughs> That's how, how it's been tracking. Um, but I am I am going to play finals in, in three of my leagues. Thank Christ. Uh, uh, hashtag off-brand is going disgracefully badly, although i probably verging on top 100 in, um, in one of the competitions, but not one I get a cap in. Um, so look, it hasn't been thrilling, I must admit. And, uh, part of what I, uh, did ask you to do in our little briefing before we got started is find a ways to get me up and about talking about fantasy footy because, uh, I'm sort of almost ready to park this one and, uh, start planning for the next one and get on to the keeper stuff. Hard nipples. Yes. Hard nipples. Yes. <laughs> well, it's actually interesting because, um, Dossie was talking about the we, had, we I spoke that was Dossie. a really good pod. Can I can I say that that was a really good pod? I, I did have to go to Twitter and say it was all fucking lies what you guys said about <laughs> me. Um, uh, it, it was actually really enjoyable. I I, I really enjoyed listening to that because I mean I'm friends with you and and Dossie um, and sort of part of that world that you guys were talking about and it was just it was just a really good casual conversation. It was quite remarkable. Enjoyed it. I've got to be honest, the Craft Doctors has been a really fun series and I hope we can continue it next year. It's um, We're going to do a listener episode this week. Uh, so there's going to be listeners talking about their own leagues, which I think is really fun because uh, there's so much variety and the listeners are incredibly creative in the punishments and draft order and all that sort of stuff they do. Uh, but I really hope we can continue it. Unfortunately, the last episode is going to be Ross talking about losing the grand final to Costa, not me talking about losing the grand final to Costa, because um, I'd have $150 in my pocket. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. But anyway, it was a good conversation, and Dos had a lot to share, and uh, I certainly thank everyone for, for being on the show. But it's, it's like that state I'm I'm out. I'm out of my league. Yeah. This and I'm like, well, I don't fucking care. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I, I just don't care. It's um, I fuck you. Yep. <laughs> and, and and I'm a competitive bastard. Um, now you know me, you know my work, um, and you don't live through that, and you don't um be involved in fantasy football for as long as I have, and. Um, have a reasonably good record along the way. You don't do that without being competitive. So once you once you know you're gone, it's like playing a grand final. You're you know, you're 82 points down, um, two minutes into the last quarter. Do you really want to be out there? There's a bit of pride where you need to keep going, but would you would you hope that the siren gets blown and you can just walk away and go and have a few beers? I think the pride was because we play super coach in our home league and I really hope we can change that because the platform's disgraceful and I'll tell you why. Because tell us why. You, can, you can't set emergencies. Oh. And, and and we have what you would consider a, a gentleman's agreement about loopholing and we don't loophole. And both me and Ross had a laid out 
Now Ooh. I had a laid out where I could. I had Cogs as a laid oh, out. He heard me this week so bad. Yeah, and I had Robbie Fox on the bench, and I could swap in Adam Trelaw. See how Robbie Fox went. He obviously scored pretty well, but I I, I chose just to swap in a player because of this grey area. It's um and and Ross had messaged me and he and he and he had a, a laid out with um. Uh, I forget who it was in the. Oh, Brandon Ellis. Brandon oh, yes, Ellis, of, course, of um, course. Right. Yep. So, but he had 117 on the bench, but he had two players yet to play, right? And with Supercoach, you get the lowest score yeah. of your four players on the bench. So it doesn't even behold you to have like players, which is ridiculous, right? Yeah. So he dropped um, Tim Kelly and uh, Sam Draper. To pick up the 117, he said, Steve, do you, you know, do you have a problem with this? And I said, look, this is what I did. But I said, I don't care because it's just, it's ridiculous that we can't loophole. To yeah. me, you're either all or nothing. Agreed. Right? Yep. You, 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 there's no gray area that way. Yep. Um, and anyway, in the end, it was funny because he had Dylan Shield and he'd picked up two Richmond players oh. who were playing. And look, he picked up, uh, I think Durham. And look, he, he went, he won anyway. But it was like, to to me, it's just a ridiculous format where you can't set your number one emergency. You can't, you have these weird loopholes. It should just be one or the other. Yeah. And I I try put it to the guys, and they won't have it. And I said, well, switch over to AFL Fantasy. Won't have AFL Fantasy because of, I don't know. I don't even understand it. To me, it's just a game, right? Yeah. And it's like AFL Fantasy is very clear cut. You know what you're getting. Um, maybe there's less nuance, but yeah. at least you know what you're getting. Exactly. So, and there, and to me, if you're in trying to improve the platform, that that says a lot about how you think about the game. Agreed. Anyway, waivers, Stato. Yes. Well, I, I will say um, we just need to. Um, point out the discussion you just had, I think is going to occur a lot more during the finals. So once the teams drop out of finals calculations, I actually think anyone that's got a bit of soreness, you know, if games, they're playing a 7.30 game on a Saturday night, the first game on Saturday means they're out of finals calculations. Anyone sore can be dropped for an emergency. So I reckon... I really believe on on the um, the draft formats that you're actually going to be looking at picking up people off the waiver wire uh, midway through the round. So you just need to keep your eye on the ball if you're in finals because people will be dropping like flies. And we've got the COVID, we've got the flu added on. Just be smart, be ready, keep your eye on it when you're playing finals. Those that are – I mean, Cogs just killed me this week and it was – it was late. Um, it was tough. As soon as you're engaged doing something else, God, it's hard. So that's why uh, making sure you're streaming every position so you've got coverage is so important. Um, yes, tr- trying to find those high-end forwards. High, I mean, high-end anything, but especially defenders and forwards, right? Like, yep. crazy, crazy. Yep. It's one thing I learned this year is how hard it is in AFL Fent. Probably the one thing for the Supercoach format is if you find the right streamers, uh, you're closer to the top than in AFL Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're right. So uh, moving on to uh, the waivers. So go to the shallows first. Uh, Ford, uh, 55% owned, is Will Haywood. He's averaging a 72 in his last five and looks like he's ready to drop a big one. His form's just been fantastic. Uh, second up, uh, rare we have a midfielder available. We have one at the moment at 75% is Josh Ward. Now, yes, this is big time for keeper, but it is a right now pick as well because two of his last three games are 133 and 107. Um, that's 94 average in his last five games, and that's extremely fieldable. So that's a midfielder that's available for your shallow leagues. Uh, Ed Richards, who I actually picked at the beginning of the year, and he just didn't show what he needed to. He looked fantastic, 
just wasn't good enough at the footy. Well, he is now. 74% owned, defender, 92 average in his last five. That's incredible and very fieldable in defence. And looks like he's playing the role the coaches were talking about at the beginning of the season. And he's done this with Caleb Daniel back. So that's hugely important um, that he's been able to do it when the main guy, the main ball mover in defence is back. Um, and last but not least, uh, 72% owned forward is Brad Close, 83 average in his last three. Just looks really impressive. He's playing that sort of high half forward role. He's very clever, a bit like uh, Nick Martin, can really find that space and being quite impressive. I'll just move to the, the deep league, so under the 50% owned. Uh, Jack Darling, 38%, owned 110 this week, uh, 82 a couple of rounds back. So he's a worthwhile stream. Uh, Finn McGuinness uh, for Hawthorne, 26% owned forward, who uh, was recently taking up a tagging role, uh, and he's averaging 73 in his last five games. Uh, one which is available in most leagues, 17% owned, Mitch McGovern, so his second game back from injury, playing that defensive role. So um, taking those uh, intercept marks, he scored an 89. So he's certainly worth a punt. Um, being a forward line player as well um, is quite worthwhile. And last but not least, Liam Ryan, 19% owned forward. His last three scores are 78, a very nice score, and... 97, so uh, performing quite well in the forward line. Yeah, if we look up the matchups next week, it's it's tough to pick. Like, I don't know how you're doing in your tipping, Stato. Looks like you're sipping on a bourbon there, bourbon um, and coke or something. No, no, it's um, it's a scotch with just a little dribble of Kahlua. So straight scotch, so heavy mix, mate. Drink one of those, you're off your Jesus tips. Christ, I don't have that much ch- hair on my chest. Um, that's pure Sydney, liquor. That's that's a fair bit, as you can see. I mean, look at that glass. That is a $60 glass right there. Yeah. Uh, yep. Sydney the playing North. Well, I'm not the, the poorest tip. man in fantasy footy. <laughs> I know it's a bit, but Jesus Christ, it's coming home to roost this week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those interest rates, uh, yeah. elbow, good work. Good work cutting the the tax for the rich and uh, sticking it to those medium wage earners. Thanks, Albo, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, and, uh, and it shouldn't be up to me to cry poor about financial situations. But the uh, when I've got multiple mortgages and the interest rates are going up, there's a fair bit of expendable cash disappearing out of the budget. And yet here he is mixing two kinds yeah, of that's, liquor. That's, Good. It's the farewell to my balance. Yeah, good for you, Stato. Uh, North Melbourne are playing <laughs> Sydney. Sydney, so that's that's uh, what I, my last holidays were to uh, Ballarat, and this time I look like heading to Kulgoa, Stato. I don't know if you've heard of Kulgoa. No, I haven't. I haven't, mate. Barry um, Wallach? Barry Wallach. Uh, I might have heard the name. How many people? Barry Wallach. She plays for um, <laughs> Brisbane. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, that's that's how my holidays are going. It's yeah. uh, it's a diet of scrapes golf courses. <laughs> um, Will Haywood uh, with that matchup is a very good pickup then. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Sam Reed's owned right now, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, what a world yeah. we're living in. Yeah, absolutely. It's remarkable, isn't it? Form's you know what's really funny is I saw there was like one of those uh sen or triple m or whatever and they posted like the last top five number one draft picks and it was like who who would you choose and uh you know obviously on the back of Hugo hagen kicking the five goals right and yeah. people were oh, i'll take sam walsh take sam walsh and people were like oh, i'll take juh because it's so hard to find key forwards this is a and, and at the time right levi casbolt and mavi or Chole, from my your and now had yep. combined for 70 odd goals between them. Jesus. <laughs> 70. Chol's, Chol's over 40 goals now. That's remarkable. That is remarkable. Can't find them. And if you actually look through the list, basically all the 
all the gun key forwards were on their second club. Yeah. Well, why the hell would you draft him if you could just pick him, him up? In? Yeah. Yeah. Wright's another so, one, isn't he? He's in that list. Wright was, yeah, he's like third. Jeremy Cameron, um, Jesse Hogan, Jake Stringer. Wow. He, he, there's there's a squillion of them. There, there's heaps of them. It was it was amazing. Charlie Cameron, um, it, it, it was so many of these top forwards are actually on their second club. Um, oh no, you you have to draft them. You have to yeah. draft them, develop them, and let someone else pinch them off you. That that's the move. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Anything you noticed, Stato? Anything you noticed? It's, it's pretty late in the game. We're, we're... Yeah, yeah. I actually just mentioned it before, just talking about the the impact of COVID, the laid outs, um, and just making sure everyone's tipping to, to make sure they're going right through that waiver wire. You've got to concentrate if you're in the finals on Thursday night selections and keep an eye out on the, uh, the final squads because they're going to be people dropped. So get coverage and get ready to pick someone from the waiver uh, waiver wire to cover those that are missing. Yeah, and I, I would say the the big thing I've learned this year is is how important matchups are, and you just have to wear the bad ones. But at this time of year, like playing a Port Adelaide, playing yeah. uh, I think in Essendon, playing a Sydney, it's just it's just a death knell. Yeah, yeah, um, and and you really have to be able to expect that. Uh, obviously, like I said, I rolled out Taylor Adams. I knew he was going to score kind of shit. I didn't know he'd get injured at half time, but I was prepared to wear an eighty. Um, but you just—I just say matchups are absolutely important. And and you look at the the way some of these people talk, especially the salary cappers, and they go, "Oh, I can't! I'll never pick a GWS player again." On the, on the back of them playing Sydney, Sydney is like one of the shittest matchups across the board yeah. that you could play. And it's like, well, take take some perspective, guys. Yeah. Like, ha- have some perspective across the, the board. Um, it's absolutely in- incredible. And, and Fantasy Freako, who I hate, uh, by the way, <laughs> listeners, uh, was, was well, one of them. It just would- wouldn't be a Draft Doctors podcast if it wasn't a bit of hate shared. I hate Fantasy Freak. I'm pretty pretty open in admitting it. I think it's a terrible, terrible account and a terrible platform and obviously represents, you know, the bane of my existence. <laughs> so there we go. Anyway, on to the awards. Yes. Oh, can I just say, just one little trade in. Um, it's just a keeper thing. Uh, I've, I've watched him closely because I've picked him up in a couple of... Um, uh, keepers and dynasty leagues, just to have a bit of a look see when you come back uh, into the team and and watching closely, this guy's a player. Um, so just a trading target if you can sneak one in uh, if they're not too switched onto it is Max Holmes for Geelong. He just looks like a, a dead setter, and with an aging list, all of a sudden he's going to um, take a prime role in the not too distant future. And this kid looks like he's got the goods. I thought we were going to say uh, Soligo. Yeah, he's good too, mate. I like him, but the problem I've got with him is they've got so many midfielders and so many young midfielders. Just deciding who's actually end up going to be in that team is the interesting bit. Yeah, the most homes. He's the most homes. No one is more homes than him. No one. Not one. So awards. Awards. What are we? Uh, oh, so I'll go through. Baller, baller, Jason. Pretty oh, obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. And I actually had him on field in my um, hashtag off brand. It was just the ugliest thing. And this is um, this is on the back of uh, our good mate Cogs being a laid out. I, really? I effectively Wait, had, I, we've got different players here. Yeah. Well, I, I had. I had it to create an on-field because I've done my trades earlier in the week because, you know, I don't give a shit anymore and I'm grumpy <laughs> and I'm throwing shit at the television. Just had to buy a brand new big one. Um, that one's going to go uh, out the um, apartment window in the next couple of weeks, no doubt. Um, but um, so all of a sudden I'm stuck with uh, – I sh- traded out Sean Darcy, would you believe? Um, first time I haven't had – two forced trades for a while, and I had to uh, get rid of Trelaw as well, forced trade. 
Uh, little did I know Cogs was going to be out, so I did have two force trades, but only could use one. Um, but I wanted to get <laughs> this is amazing. I, I wanted to get um, uh, the pride, Mister Marshall in. I wanted to get him in this week, uh, but then St Kilda have um, named Tom Campbell as the ruck and and named Marshall as deep forward. So I avoided that, and then Tom Campbell's out, and he gets one hundred and fifty odd. The pride, God bless him. So I missed out on that. Um, anyway, Cogs out uh, left me with I had basically four choices, but I wanted to keep coverage right across the board. So I put Callum Brown, who scored 72 points last week in defence. This week I had to put him on field in, in off-brand. He uh, he pumped out a, a fantastic six points. It was just magnificent uh, after his 72 the, the week before. Um, but the most impressive thing, he was six points um, halfway through the the um, the second quarter. Got a kick, so got him to nine points. Um, the adjustment at half time took him down to six, and that's where he finished. God bless him. That's no, Paul Jason. The award for the award is Nick Murray. He got one kick, <laughs> one kick, a mark. Mm. And a free against, so three points for Nick Murray in eighty-three percent TOG. You know the interesting thing, Stater. In my uh, off-brand team, I had my two force trades with um, Trelaw, and uh, there was some midfielder out. I have, I fucking shit you not, Brandon Ellis, Canelio, and uh, what was the other one? You're kidding. What was the other one? Uh, Tom. Oh, Campbell's. Dylan Shield. No, Dylan Shield. Shield. Oh, oh, Dylan Shield. Because he had such a sweet run of matchups. So I had all three. <laughs> he had two forced trades and then three laid outs. Yeah, three laid outs. Oh, Unbelievable, wow. right? Jesus. So yeah, That's incredible. You that's love incredible. it. You absolutely love it. Anyway, yeah, Nick Murray, Paul Jason here. No one, no one's beating that. JJJT, did you have yep. anyone? Yeah, absolutely. So just a couple of uh, three honourable mentions, um, but then there's a there's a clear winner. Um, but Errol Goulden, forty one point last quarter in his hundred and fifty five score, just remarkable. Uh, Josh Dunkley, uh, forty three point last term. And Sam Doherty, even though they lost, so it wasn't effectively junk time, but 50 points in the last quarter after his score was looking a little bit average, um, but he pumped out a 120. But the winner, um, the the junk time of all junk times, um, and, and I'm going to calculate the second half of junk time because they had this game won, but uh, a 75-point third quarter followed Oof. up by a 60-point last quarter. Oof. Is Zachy Merritt? Wow, you just love incredible! To see it. Now I will say that the Pod Pod group have got a little uh, chat, and basically it's um, uh, it's four people just bitching about their fantasy team, um, just getting cranky as the weekend goes. And I've sort of stopped getting cranky. I'm just laughing. It's just gone so bad. Um, but uh, we had Holmesy who uh, was second in AFL fantasy last year. Um, just cracking it at half time how shit Zach Merritt was. Uh, he was on a score of 37 uh, at half time. I, I think he actually scored four points or something like that in the um, in the second quarter. I'll, I'll just have a look. Sorry, 13. Uh, 24 13. Uh, so he's bitching away, just getting cracking the sads um, at 37 points and then he, um, smashes out a 75 and a 60. So that's a bloody good rocket. That one. Yeah, that's pretty handy. It dropped at 172. I think I just left him capping because my team was so fucked. I think I capped. I actually VC'd, uh, uh, who's the sitting guy? Warner. I VC'd oh, yeah. Warner. Cause I'm like, oh, oh I'll wow. Smash. Did smash he get here. tagged? He got tagged. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah, his form's been pretty good. His form's been good, but Jesus Christ, it's Chad Warner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. Who's yeah. McVeigh? Come on. Like, seriously, get shot into the sun. Uh, anyway, uh, Amber Heard. Right. Well, I don't have an Amber Heard, but I think you have one. 
Yeah, well, it's obviously the fraud, right? It's mm-hmm. his 350th game. He's mm-hmm. absolutely you're like, our oh, owners are going to pump him up. Oh, it's his 350th game. They'll feed him. And maybe they did. Maybe they did, Stato, because he finished on uh, 47. <laughs> what, a, what an effort. Why, why go around? Why, why, why go around? He's going to play in his fourth premiership. That's why he's going around. Paycheck, paycheck Selwood. That's what I should call him. He's absolutely frauding it up, uh, taking a spot away from a bloke like Max Holmes. Yes. He's grafting away, just yes. grafting away, doing all the dirty work. Um, he did get a 47 too. That's remarkable. What a fraud of a human being. And then I just look back at his career and go, you were never the number one uh, midfielder in your team except that one year that Geelong were absolutely dog shit. That was your fucking mark. That was your time to stand up. Uh, hold on. And I'll you just, couldn't. I'll, I'll just clarify here. Um, so this was uh, his run um, through the, the premiership time. Uh, he must have been young at the start, yeah, because he was rookie prior. So this is his rookie year, average 85. That's his rookie year. Um, carried, his, carried. His, Big his, shoulders, those boys, didn't they? His second year, uh, 91. Um, third year premiership, he had his uh, official break at 103, then 106, then 109, then 103, then 106, then 106. That's through their peak time. And you're calling him a fraud. Well, I'm pretty sure the first time I ever owned him was 2015 when he went from 120 down to 104. Oh, in super coach. In fraud coach. In fraud coach. coach. Oh, so it continues here. Then 106, then uh, Yeah, he bounced back once I didn't own him. Yeah, then 97, then 101, then 94, then 100. And then he's dropped away 2019. He's been more of an 80 guy. That's not fraud. Piece of shit. Couldn't carry a midfield. <laughs> needed needed better players around him. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to try to relate it to a comedian. Like Dan Aykroyd. Needed better players around him. Dan Aykroyd. That's harsh on Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, and, and I think that's fair. Really? When was Dan Aykroyd the the best person in his show? Sure as hell wasn't the Stripes. Sure as hell wasn't the Blues Brothers. That's not to say he wasn't good, but... But, but isn't he playing the straight man to those guys? Oh, well, what about... Yeah, well, that that's fine, but... But every good comedy routine needs a straight man. It's like It's like us having a podcast with Cam... So us being intelligent and understanding and knowing what we're talking about, him being that sort of bounce-off uh, guy that has no idea so we can take the piss at him works. Nah, see, do, you like, nah. do you like I'm able to take the piss out of Cam even when he's not here? Who? Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, it did come up on the DOS show that like you re- religiously talk about DOS even when he's not here. Like It's, it's like, a, like an ex-girlfriend you can't get over. Which you probably have a squillion of by the sounds of it. Yeah, what's going on there? Stato, pantsman. No, no, no. He's, uh, he's talking out of his ass. That's why I said it was all lies. Um, I'm a very respectable man. Don't um, uh, take, take my role professionally except for when I'm doing podcasts. Very respectable man like... Um... Wayne Carey and others. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't. <laughs> anyway, on to the Twitter questions. That's Doss's fantasy. Obviously, I got him on a good day. Smiling Stevie Fizz asks, is Mabby or Chole the goat? Yeah, <laughs> smiling Stevie Fizz. Well, why don't you answer your own question? Um, oh, I would never ask myself a question. <laughs> this is ridiculous. What else have we got, mate? 
He's pretty yeah. good. Uh, Pack and Send ask, out of the finals in the first week of my home uh, league, having won it last year, is it a thing to continue the victory lap all the way up until a new winner is crowned? Is now the time for positive affirmation of or relentless sledging slash reflection of how good last season was? Yeah, what's your thoughts on this? Um, I think I, I think you just die into the background. It's not your time. Because a good league isn't about you it's about this this is where i am this year well i'm not in a good league then i made it well i don't think i am in a good league but i made a move that was about others rather than me because i've been in if i was in this final again with costa who was obviously winning me jono and costa which is three people would have occupied every space in the final for the last five years now, in my opinion, that's a bad thing. So I was very happy to see someone else actually get in there. Uh, I think it's about other people. And it's not... If you're going to have a shared competition, it actually needs to be a competition. I don't, like, I don't you know look if at I the, like this new Steve Fizz, the one that's considerate and kind. That, but you look what's at the going Scottish, on there? You look at the Scottish Premier League, no one gives Are a you fuck. you all right? Because it's the same two... I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a Greens voter now, Stato. So, <laughs> so you, you've, you've gone from the alt-right to green. What was the alt-right bit? I don't know how that bit got thrust Oh, it, 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 it's a long bow, but, um, you play super coach. It's owned by who? Yeah. I don't even want to play super coach. I'm the last person who wants to play super coach. Then why are I, you so um, defensive to it? Because I understand the attraction to the scoring. And oh, because okay. if you, like I said, if if your team's cooked, you're so much closer to making it up in Supercoach than in AFL Fantasy. Yeah. That's my opinion. Uh, people don't have to share that. But I really, I I think the problem with fantasy football is there's too few positions on field. I really believe there should be key position or wings. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm liking that, and, and I will say what the the, um, the issue a little bit at the moment, and what I'm seeing, and 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 maybe I need to change a little bit the way I play because I'm probably a little bit too old school. But there's so much information that's actually out there at the moment. There's very hard to find a hidden gem. So, yeah, and I think that's because the fantasy community has gotten so much better. Oh, like absolutely. You don't need champion data bullshit anymore. No, no, and we don't need the what was the fantasy freako newsletter, the prospectus, and all that. Yeah, yeah. That actually, ironically, I, I did get asked the question, but I had some successful years early, but. The competitions weren't that huge. But when it was at its peak was probably when I was at my best. And I actually stopped getting the prospectus. It used to be a Bible for me. I stopped it and ironically started with you guys. So what's that, um, six yeah, we years ago? we talked about that five, five, six years ago, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it was unfortunate. And, and talking to Dice, it was really unfortunate that I moved away from Melbourne the year I did. Mm. Because that was the year you came third, um, Dossie came on board, and we really could have gone. I don't know how we gone bad, but um, it meant I lost a lot of my free time. Yeah, and I was sort of obviously I'm. No, we did go bad. We brought us. Cam on. That wasn't even meant to happen. <laughs> uh, sorry, Cam. We're only joking. Only joking. Um, but uh, Frio, uh, the good man, he uh, did call you up saying, um, did you ask yourself a question? So it's good to see uh, his immediate reaction was the same as mine. Yeah, well, you know, I did. Fuck him. You did. He's the, he's the goat. Oh, no, no, oh, yeah, no, no. you you got to draft a key forward number one. Oh, fucking, yeah. If you don't take a key forward number one, you'll never get one. So, so what you're saying, um, I, I wonder... Because I, I do like the AFL fantasy model, but you know how they've got 
there's two different games. There's AFL fantasy and then there's the draft model. Do, do we build a complicated system where you, you have key defenders, key forwards and wingmen added into your slots where you're actually creating a model, so almost an advanced fantasy model? Well, I can tell you why they won't do that, Stato, is because it was, it's going to require more thought. Yeah, like I'm it's, willing it's to, to put harder. the thought in. I mean, if they made that an option for the draft format, which uh, that's, yeah. that's creating more levels, uh, yeah. you know, instead of five forwards, you had three and two, two key forwards or two key defenders or whatever you do. But they're not going to want to do it for the masses because it's going to make it harder for them. And yeah, honestly, it, it is it people, is a, people in society, people are yeah. idiots, right? Yeah, it, it is a, a snapshot game. You are right. You, you, and it's and it's been built from the old model to what the new model is, and, and I agree with those moves, to actually make it for the masses. So you're right. But I, I still wouldn't. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I still would like a more complicated model. So I love draft. I love keepers. So keepers and dynasty are where I really love it the best because you list management. Love the list management piece. Um, but I wouldn't mind some sort of model, a, a salary cap model, that has a lot of complications about it. So you, you well, have because my main product will always still be AFL Fantasy Classic. So don't get me wrong. But having an exciting and more challenging piece, I would love. Well, I'll tell you where it exactly falls down, Stato, is they, they'll they say, like, my thing with AFL Fantasy is why does the salary cap change? And they go, oh, well, the salary cap goes up every year. Well, why aren't the key forwards the highest paid players in the game? You know what I mean? Like, why aren't they... Why isn't their price reflective of where their standing is in actual football? Yeah, but then that doesn't work on the calculations of the points. Exactly, so, exactly, so, exactly. So it all falls apart. So the whole real football thing is just a complete load of shit. Uh, pack and yeah. send. I, I like it because list management. Anyway, go, go. We did go with pack and send. Uh, yeah, just wear it. Uh, Frio asks, why does McVeigh hate Tom Green? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, we don't know what he was managed for, so maybe he doesn't hate. But, yeah, he didn't have a great one on the weekend. And, yes, his opportunities are a bit limited and he went and played, fulfilled that um, second ruck in the second half. Um, yeah, God notes, but um, you, you've got to provide love. So people like Cogs and... Taranto and Co are getting back in the midfield, and someone needs to drop out. So I don't think he hates him. It's just, yeah, it's it's tough for owners, especially those that went hard at him early because of his really good start. I think it's tough because it's a bad mix in a bad team, and he was doing well. And a lot of similars. That, that's their problem, yeah. and Adelaide's the same. Looks potentially the tea leaves are saying that could clear up Sado. Yes, absolutely. So, and um, let's hope so. And, and possibly big time Tom Green, Green season next year. Yeah. Dim Slickus asks rank your top five draft sleepers from this year in terms of for next year. So who's going to be? I know it's, it's freaking July. Uh, so I talked about one before, Max Holmes, but I've been collecting these in our content league. Um, should be interesting to see if we so I'll just pop that up. Um, but sleepers, um, so it's a really interesting line, sleepers, um, because probably a few of these that I'm going to mention may not um, be sleepers, but I really like Ryan Burns, so he's averaging 47 this year, had a really bad off season, um, got the old um skinfold inquiries, etc. But if he switches on, does a really good preseason, I think there'll be a bit of a list churn there. I think there'll be a bit of space opened up. Um, so he could be big. Um, really interesting to see what Carlton do with the ruck because I reckon Tom DeConning could explode if he actually gets 
the role. Um, Jeremy Sharp at Gold Coast, I think, will start to go massive. Um, I think a bit of a sleeper um, will be Will Phillips. Um, so hasn't played a game this year, two bouts of glandular fever, number three draft pick going into third season, going to have a new coach, and I reckon they're just going to back in the young guns. So I think him and Tommy Powell will go really big. Talked about Max Holmes before. Uh, I think Richmond is going to be interested and see what they do. It's about time they cleared a bit of the older legs or dead wood as such. So I think players like um, uh, Dow and Jack Ross, uh, I think, could really explode on the scene. Um, and Finlay McRae, I'm really interested to see what he does at Collingwood in his third season. So... Hopefully there's a few of them there. Maybe Devin Robinson too uh, at Brisbane might get a bit of a full-time gig. Uh, is that enough for you, Steve? That's plenty. Plenty. Soligo. Yeah, yeah. Boom. He's on uh, that list. And Carl said, well, I mean, you, you just look at the departures, so we don't know the departures yet. It seems like everyone's signing on for their 35th year. Yeah. Yep. Which is just I can't understand what clubs are doing. Why mm. would you shine why would you sign Shannon Hearn again? You you wouldn't. Yeah. As good as he is. Uh anyway, Carl asks, Remember me, the dipshit who couldn't win a game even after trading in Trelaw and McRae. Well, I ended up third best scorer and today hey. officially copped the oh. wooden spoon. You're kidding me. So third best scorer. Tell me I've I've done it in NFL fantasy before, believe it or not, Stato. So tell me this sort of season only happens in, once in a fantasy lifetime. Uh, I've had it happen to me in NFL fantasy. Uh, of course, I'm the reigning NFL uh, listener league champion. Oh, just, you just had to drop that um, in. And so, sorry, <laughs> sorry. can we go back to, to pack and send? So Steve might tell you to be considerate <laughs> to everyone else, but what he's really saying is if you get a win, just brag about it. Sorry, Steve, continue, and you're going to respond to, to Carl? Surely people this... Think the, was... People think the run bad and run good is just like a load of shit, but it, I really think the run good and run bad is... It's a thing. Um, I've run bad to a degree this week, but it, it's not going to happen again next year. It, it won't. It can't. I, I had the run good last year. I had the run good this, uh, the run bad this year, uh, in which I had the most points against me. Um, so I had to drop dudes who I didn't want to drop to get wins. Um, a team who won last year probably didn't have their best team this year, but they had the run good, had the least points against, um, was able to hold guys and was able to, especially if you play through the buys, um, it's yep. just how it is. It's just, yeah, man, it's fantasy football. I wouldn't. It, it's a cruel cool game. It's a cruel cool game. And I, this is off brand, but I played such a remarkable straight bat um, all the way to round 17 this year and just rotten bloody luck. So, COVID, health and safety protocols, injuries, um, tags when there should have been tags when you had captains. All that type of stuff. It just, it just went bad. Now, there are other years that I can turn around and say, yeah, I made a few silly mistakes. Um, and I tried to get too risky. I tried to be a bit too, um, bold and should have played a straight bat. This year, just, it's just bad luck. Um, and that's what you're explaining. Third, um, best scorer and <laughs> you win the wooden spoon. That's a bit of bad luck, and it's not going to happen regularly, but it will happen. Yeah, ab- absolutely, man. I was our top scorer, or sorry, second best scorer. I finished uh, fifth on the ladder. I had the most points against. That, that's that's fantasy, man. That is absolutely fantasy football. Yeah. But it's why you shouldn't have percentage as, as your tiebreaker. You should absolutely have points for as your tiebreaker. So anyway, that's going to do it, Sato. Uh, I think there's one more. Um, a father-son, so this is Grip and Dippin. Uh, a father-son oh, picks purely sentimental. Yeah. 
spoiling the balance that the draft system is supposed to bring uh, and an unfair advantage for teams that play who have sex. Um, good line. Well, I've I've never had it, or should I say I have no proof of, proof of ever had sex other than, oh. other than Doss's stories. Um, so, uh, well, I've got no kids or um, videos. Well, what do you call them these, these days? Um, they're not videos anymore. What are they? Uh, asking me? I'm yeah, 42. That's, that's what the hell would I know? That's a valid point. Um, I haven't had sex since the 80s. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I This is one of the few things that I actually like uh, the romance. So if your father um, is a hashtag non-fraud and played 350 games with your club um, and averaged over 108 times, um, which is very unfraud, fraudy like um, that I would... Uh, I would hope and expect that our game can facilitate that that player's son can actually stay and play with that club. I think that's fair enough. It, when it gets, and I think the problem with our game when people are looking about the advantages is the compromised drafts that we've had for a long period of time because of the two new licences, but they needed to be done that way. Um, I think it gets a lot pure now, and I like the uh, academy model where you can't get them basically in the, I think it's the first round or first 20 picks that they just go to the, the clubs that deserve that that first pick. Um, so I think that's fine, but I'd like to keep the romantic um, alignment of the father-son. I'm the opposite. I think it's totally fucked. Uh, and, and I'll say that we're only just getting to the end of the totally fucked years where you could get a first, a, a number one pick for a third rounder. We're only just getting to that stage now, 15 years after the fact. Uh, I hate it. Oh, uh, I didn't like the early models where you did get, you know, the third you know, and fourth round. Yeah. yeah. So um, having other clubs able to bid bid for them balances it out a little bit. But the problem is, Stato, this is my problem, is because they have to make, they, they go, oh, we want the father-son romantic. Uh, I do thing. like that. We see, this is really is, weird we have this to, podcast because no, sometimes you're shown a heart and it's very rare that I show a heart. Because they, they then have to show another compromise. Oh, well, we'll create the academies and then we'll create the other academies. And no, we'll no, well, the academies... Bidding. No, uh, it's horseshit. No, no, that's got Absolute nothing... Fucking... No, no, the academies have got nothing to do uh, with the father-son. The academies have got to do with the markets that aren't dominant uh, in the AFL, and they're rightfully there. The Victorian clubs lobbied hard through, um, obviously, Eddie and Collingwood Football Club. Um, were the ones that sort of went strong on that in saying if they have the academies, we should have the academies. Um, what they don't get is not everyone's equal. So it's not communism. It's about finding the way to ensure that every club has the opportunity to have success. So I, I have no dramas with where they're sort of heading, which is make it uncompromised early so those that need assistance get assistance. Um, I think that's really important. But you also want to get um, a Portland kid playing in Portland. Well, I look forward to the Portland League next year. But I think that shithole ground is behind. I think that's that's Safeway next year. Yeah, I, I think. No, I, think I, I I disagree. I completely disagree. I that's hate right. it. And You're I think to. it's an absolute load of shit. Um, absolutely terrible. I, I hate it, and I can't stand it. If Any you rules in... you put in place that can help Richmond go down the ladder, I'm supportive of. No, I can't. I can't wear it at all. I can't wear it, and I think it's trash. And if you want someone for the nostalgia factor, trade up and get them. That's my opinion. Yeah. If you really love... Uh, and how many times has it bitten clubs on the ass? Yeah. How's, El, how's Elmac going? I will say I think they're going in the right direction, making it harder to get the academy kids. Yeah, I agree, and all that. I agree. So, but the, the but 
like I said, Stato, we're only just coming to the end yeah, yeah. of those we're, third we're, round yeah, guys Yeah, we're only ending now. those careers. Yeah, correct. So we've had 15 years of compromise. Yeah. The, I like the intent. Like some things, you, you don't understand the execution until it's played out. Oh, come on, man. That's... It's true. No, I actually actually like the intent that there was always a way um, where a player's son uh, could actually, so a champion of a club's son could actually play for their club. I like that they're making it harder. I think it's trash because how, how how many of these guys go to other clubs in the end anyway? Yeah, yeah, but it's got to where it's no longer you get a um, a number three draft pick at number 53. It's not that anymore. You have to bid. So, therefore, it does equate to equal. And where, where, clubs use it as a strategy Danaher? to actually help their stats, uh, their, their sort of position in the draft. Where, where's Joe Danaher these days? S- Sydney didn't even want Josh Dunkley. Yeah, didn't, and that's didn't fine. Want well, no, no, no. I think it's the other way around. I think Josh Dunkley and didn't want to commit to Sydney. We 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 don't want bad kicks at our club. Yeah, <laughs> father was a star, but wasn't a great kick. Oh, fuck! I bet they wish they had Josh Dunkley. Yeah, although they've got a lot kick. of that type too. Yeah, well, they do. Where's Where's Josh Kennedy? Where did Josh Kennedy shine? Where's Tom Mitchell now? Yeah, Where did yeah. Heath Shaw finish? But that's okay. Well, 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 it doesn't that's, matter. That's it doesn't that's, matter. That's my point. It doesn't is, fucking matter. But the opportunity's there. Oh, who gives a shit? Yeah, I do. I think it's great. Oh, is that right? I mum? support it. Good what did you do, mum? I want to wear my <laughs> see my sons playing at the same club. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. It's ah. pretty close to my voice. Well, Mrs. Sel- Mrs. Selwood fucking watching... Th- Kids playing three different clubs. Couldn't yeah. give a shit. No, nah, you're all fucking wankers. No, I'm with. No, I'm on my own here. That's right. Fine. You're allowed to have a point box. of view. And I but do. but we'll see how <laughs> um, uh, when your young one is going through trying to join a golf club, and you pull out your little privilege. What do you mean? You'll be able to support. She gets free membership at a Portland Golf Club. Yeah, there you go. You're pulling. You're pulling the uh, the parenthood support systems already. Scam, well, scamming the free membership. I don't want her to play at Portland Golf Club because they're <laughs> losers. I wanted to get, go down at Warno where Leash came from. <laughs> oh, good. I think that no, she's, a, she's actually a Sydney fan, mate. She's a Sydney fan. How did, so we've, how did, um, you, how did you do that? I got no idea. I didn't. She just chose the Swans. So we've booked in uh, to go see Sydney play. It's round 10, so it's the final round of a- AFLW at uh, GMHBA, GMH Skilled Stadium, whatever whatever it's called, Cadenia Park these days. Yeah. So Sydney are playing at uh, Geelong in the last round of the women's footy, so... I'm going to take her down there, although today she says she doesn't want to go. Oh, wow. So um, I was hoping to get in a round at Lonsdale Links down there, um, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But you know how much I hate uh, actual footy, so I'd, you know, I was putting myself out there for her. Yeah. Yeah. We know how much you hate it. It's not good. No. Actually, I've noticed, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that, how much I notice how much everyone hates real footy. But anyway, Stato, a man who loves real footy. Thanks for joining us this week. Absolute pleasure. It wasn't. <laughs> I'll see you next time, listeners. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.